Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. Thanks for this opportunity to come across your airways. Thanks for turning us on. Thanks for zooming us in. Thanks for whatever it is you do to bring Dan and I into your lives this morning. Dan, good morning. Thanks for being with us. Well, it's good to be here, Doug. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So quickly, someone may ask, how did I meet Dan? So initially, uh, Dan got an invitation to come to a PTSD thing we were holding. He came. He got at the church he was a member of at that point where he was working as a full-time biblical counselor. Uh, we just became quick friends and been hanging out ever since. And uh, Dan is a man of impeccable, I think, character and honesty and integrity, uh, has a sweet wife, and uh, I think just has a lot to offer. And so uh, Dan saying all that, I hope I didn't bring you any <laughs> embarrassment or anything. I just wanted to uh, just introduce you a little bit better. How's your day going? It's going, it's going wonderful. Uh, it's uh, uh, a day I get to spend with, uh, three of my nine grandchildren. So it doesn't get any better than that. No, nah, it doesn't. You got a third <laughs> representing right there. So as we cruise along, so we came up uh, again, we're going through these words and there's no specific list. We don't move around. We, we don't pick things, you know, they just show up on this big long list. We found in the VA site, uh, uh, a, a site for, you know, Americans suffering from PTSD on the internet. And one of the words that comes up is avoidance. I want you to look at it in this perspective, folks, as we talk about that. That's like somebody, uh, if I say something to you, like you and I need to talk. Uh, and you're the type of person that just lays home on your couch, blocks my phone number, wants nothing to do with me. That's a form of avoidance. Avoidance can be you're, you're going to school and you have a tough midterm exam. I had a professor tell me one time who who taught English, a great lady, when I went to Northern Virginia Community College decades ago. Man, they, the decades just fly by from college till now. But uh, I remember Dr. Gray was her name, nothing to do with any TV show or anything like that. Spelt like the color. But I remember Dr. Gray, and she made the comment that uh, a quarter of you get your midterm exams and never come back. Please don't do that. There's help available. There's things we can do. But she was right. Dan and a quarter of the people never came back somewhere between mm. that first class there's 200 people in this big, huge room. I don't know if your university was the same way or college where you have 200 people in this big room and a lecturer and, and uh, student aides or assistants or whatever they call them or graduate assistants and lined up to help you out and people cruised along. And, uh, but that's kind of the life of somebody with PTSD as well. You know, we're real quick. We're kind of hypervigilant. We're kind of wound up. We don't pick up the phone. We, uh, if we're not, you know, if we're not careful, we avoid God's word in Matthew 18, where we're supposed to deal with people. We're supposed to work these things out. And, uh, and, and, you know, one verse that caught my attention last night was second John one, eight, look to yourselves that we lose not these things, which ye have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. 
And uh, I think it's important to peace, you know, so uh, avoidance is the opposite. So having avoidance in your life and, and, and Dan will speak to this. And as he brought to my attention, just before this podcast, we, we talked to, it's a form of fear. It's the opposite of peace. It's the opposite of that wonderful verse in 1427 in the book of John peace. I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, not laying on the couch, not staying home, not avoiding things give I unto you. And by the way, I added that commentary there. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So peace I be with you, my peace I leave unto you, not as the world giveth, but uh, not as the world giveth, give I unto you, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So when we avoid people, in my mind, when I avoid people, um, I'm afraid and uh, uh, I'm, I'm troubled. And uh, God's saying, don't, don't be troubled, neither let it be afraid. What do you think, Dan, as you look at these things? Well, as we talked uh, in an earlier podcast uh, quite a bit about fear, I won't reiterate all of that, but uh, I believe it's First Timothy 4, 7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear. Uh, and, and so we know that the spirit of fear doesn't come from him, and therefore it must come from the devil. Uh, that's the only alternative. Um, and, and so it begs the question, what is the spirit of fear? And I think this is what is, is the foundation of avoidance behavior. And that is uh, people say, yes, but what if this happens? Yeah, but what if that happens? And so the way to, uh, to keep from that happening in their mind is, well, I'll just avoid that situation or that circumstance. So you have to understand that avoidance is based upon the spirit of fear that comes from the devil. It's not what God wants us to do. Yeah. And we have a choice. We, if we realize that we say, am I going to obey God or am I going to obey the devil? Uh, and, and so avoidance stems from that. Now, the, the second thing that I want to say about that is, so why would the devil do that? Why would he give us the spirit of fear? And, and it boils down to two things. Number one, he wants to rob the Christian of the abundant Christian life. If you're living under avoidance and fear, then you're not enjoying the, the joy that, there, that can be found in the Christian life. And so that's one of his purposes. He can't take you to the lake of fire because you're a Christian. You've already been saved. You've already put your faith and trust in Christ. You're destined to live for eternity in a place called heaven with God. But the devil can't take it, can't take that away from you. So he wants you to not enjoy the abundant Christian life. And number two, he wants to keep you from being used by God for God's glory. Uh, that God wants to use us. He doesn't want us to just get saved and then to sit on the couch. Now, he uses each of us in different ways. But if if you're living under avoidance behavior, then it's inhibiting you from being used by God for his glory. Yeah. So those are the two things. Take away the abundant Christian life and being used for God's glory. If the devil can get us to, to have avoidance behavior based upon fear, then he can rob us of both of those things. 
and he's glad to do that for exactly Absolutely. the reasons uh, you're saying. He can, he can rob your life, and, and if the devil can't have your soul once you're saved, he wants your marriages, he wants your happiness, mm-hmm. he wants your ability to serve God, he wants to keep you That's in right. turmoil. I turned on the. Uh, the computer one day I was on an airplane and you can get free um, text messages in Facebook now or something like that. And I, anyway, I wanted to see if it worked and I looked down and there was a lady from a church that supports me. And she said, pray for me. Uh, the devil's after me and come to find out. So I wrote her mom immediately. Cause I knew this woman from the church and I knew her mom. And I said, what do you mean the devil's coming out? And again, brother, I'm at 35,000 feet. You know, I'm on my way to California. I'm in a jet. You know? There's no way I can make a phone call or anything. And, and uh, the mother wrote me back and said someone had cursed her. Now, folks, greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. <laughs> And uh, there's people who curse me all the time. One that long ago, we were helping a couple of girls who, missionary daughters in a foreign country, escape and get out. Their father was abusing them, and he had hidden their passports and stuff. We got their passports. There was transportation set up. They got out. And somewhere along the way, someone told me, you know, this guy cursed you. And I jokingly said, yeah, that's why I've had COVID three times, you know. But the truth truth is, and I shouldn't joke like that because someone might take me seriously there. Listen, Greater is he that is in you. And if you wake up every day and say, greater is he that is in me, greater is my Lord and Savior, greater is the Holy Spirit of God indwelling within my heart than he that is stopping me from uh, making a phone call that I got to make, or he's stopping me from going to the store, or, or, or the devil that's stopping me from uh, fixing relationships and friendships. Because I got to tell you, there's nothing worse uh, than people who will sell out for what the devil is selling. They'll buy it. And, uh, and you say, well, doesn't everybody do that? Well, in a way, we all have. But here's the great news. That's why we're together talking about this today, so that we understand that greater is he that is in you. He's a great God, a wonderful God, an all-powerful God. He can bring you through those things. He can take you to where you need to go. He can, uh, he can take care of all those things. I, and I'm not going to preach or anything, because, uh, but I'm just saying that be careful, brethren. Uh, the devil will do whatever he can uh, to ruin your life and really feel great about that. And, uh, mm-hmm. that's his goal. That's his MO. That's what it's all about. There's no trick there. Uh, there's, you know, the Bible's clear. The devil wants us. If he can't have our souls, our relationships, our walk with God, all those different things he wants to take with him. And, and the devil doesn't want us to have friends. The devil doesn't want us to have churches. The devil doesn't want us to have families. The devil wants to gut us from those types of things. Don't let him, dear friends. Don't let him do that. We serve a great God and our God can take us through that. So we find ourselves in the 27th proverb and uh, i'm enjoying going through the book of proverbs it says wrath is cruel and i say i'm enjoying it right when i get to wrath is cruel i probably (laughs) i probably shouldn't have said that right before i read it but it's like it's like being tormented or something here i am talking about it wrath is cruel and anger is outrageous but who is able to stand before envy? And I'm going to stop at that verse. We're going to do all of them or, uh, in, in just a minute. So I want to tell you that I'm going to read through verse 8 right now. And uh, then we're going to go to our commercial just so you understand. When, and then we'll talk about it. Open rebuke is better than secret love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. I used to have that verse hanging in my office. I don't know why. The full soul uh, loatheth uh, in honeycomb. And, uh, but to the hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet as a bird that wandereth 
from her nest, so is a man that wandereth from his place. And uh, we'll be right back to talk about that. So listen to this commercial and everything that your station has got to tell you, and we'll be right back. And we're right back there. And Dan, coming right out, looking at this stuff. So, you know, this whole uh, wrath is cruel, this whole idea, uh, you know, wrath is being angry, being upside down. Uh, It's a terrible thing. It's, uh, uh, you know, you get get wrath, you want to get somebody back. It turns into this anger. It kind of makes you like a torrent and, and you can you try to torment people or get them back. And, uh, and then that idea there in that second line, but who is able to stand before envy or being jealous? Who, who can stand before jealousy? And, and, and then it gives us, it transitions here in verse five. So it says, you know, wrath is this cruel and terrible thing. And uh, uh, your anger, you aim it at somebody, but then it says open rebuke is better. Uh, than love carefully concealed. I've always been freaked out by love carefully concealed. I'm one of these guys. I got to put it out there, Dan. That's where I'm at. You know what I mean? I just put my <laughs> life out there. This is who I am. I love you, man. That's where it is. And uh, and, and so that goes on and, and talking about these verses. And then that verse that we're all well too familiar with, uh, being faithful, uh, you know, and faithful are the wounds of a friend, but kisses of an enemy are deceitful. And boy, when you get that Hebrew poetry, and it's a metaphor for this painful terribleness, you know, wounds uh, that we deal with from friends, and uh, and be cautious about the kisses from an enemy. I mean, these these are times we we're open to all these things, and then a satisfied soul uh, loads the honeycomb because he's full. I like honeycomb, or satisfied hates the honeycombs, right? Uh, I want to. And again, this is me quoting these verses without looking at them. I probably should look at that. The full soul. So you had a lot to eat. Of course, you're not going to like the honeycomb. But a hungry then likes the honeycomb. I like a honeycomb even when I'm full. As a bird wandereth from her nest, so is a man that wandereth from his place. Everything I'm looking at here comes down to a couple things. Be careful. You know, uh, be very careful. Wrath is a cruel, terrible thing. Anger, it's just outrageous. It takes you to a terrible place. Uh it's, you know, don't be jealous. Don't be envious. Uh, full soul. So when you're full, you, you don't like a honeycomb. So leave room for everything. I don't know, Dan. A bird that wandereth is like a man that wandereth from his place doing something he shouldn't be doing. I mean, you look at these verses and what are you thinking? Well, uh, the first thing that comes to mind, and I guess this is more for the listeners, uh, if, if you're reading these verses as a listener and you're saying, what in the world is this talking about? Um, realize that if you're a child of God and you have the Spirit of God indwelling you, the Holy Spirit will show you. And let me tell you that Doug Carriger can read these verses, and the Holy Spirit reveals something to him. And Dan Burke can read these verses, and the Holy Spirit reveals something different. Uh, God's Word is is supernatural. It's not like any other book that we have. And so you don't necessarily uh, have to say, oh, here is the meaning of this. But uh, the Holy Spirit will reveal to you. And and what the Holy Spirit was speaking to me about as, as we read these is read these from the perspective of the recipient of the reprimand, of as the person who gets angry 
when somebody says something unkind to you, as, as a friend who, who says something that hurts your feelings. And, and so if you read these from that perspective, God's saying, look, this is a good thing. Accept uh, the, uh, the wounds of a friend uh, as something good for you. Uh, not as something that's bad, um, it, because I've seen too many people take these verses, like verse five, and, and they they take these verses as uh, as oh, I should go and reprimand somebody uh, that's done something wrong, and that's not what these are saying at all. It's saying receive an open reprimand uh, from someone, uh, and. Uh, uh, don't be offended uh, by uh, a friend, a true friend, uh, that says something that hurts you. Um, so. And don't and don't be satisfied with your place in life. Don't uh, you know when we think of a honeycomb? The example here, uh, you know, if you're full, if you think everything is great, if I'm spiritually full, I can't learn anything. I can't go anywhere. I don't like this honeycomb. And they're using the example of a honeycomb, which is an example of something that's delicious and wonderful and sweet. Mm-hmm. But they're saying, hey, I'm full. You know, don't tell me what I'm doing wrong. Don't tell I'm full. My spiritual meter is on high. You know, I've read my Bible today. I've, I've listened to the Wounded Spirits podcast. I'm okay. <laughs> and, and God's reminding us that, man, we could read our Bible every day, listen to every podcast every day, uh, spend eight hours a day listening to preaching, but God's still doing a work in our lives, and we're these finite human beings, and God's infinite, and we can learn every day of our lives and still not amount to a period in all creation, you know? Right. Uh, and and that's, I think that's really important that we understand that. And then when a man wanders from his place. Now, I look at this verse, and in this, this person, you know, we see that, and, and I don't want to say something that's not, but I want to say this. I, I want to say that uh, people wander from church to church or group to group or friendship to friendship or place to place. People replace people. They, they just don't know how to do these things. And uh, we have a place that's appointed by God in many things, and I'm not just talking church. I'm talking life. God has appointed things for us, Dan. And so I came to this verse last night, and I was thinking about, you know, we we have a tendency to wander, don't we? Yeah. We have a tendency not to necessarily enjoy and love what God has given us. And uh, and grass is greener. <laughs> Yeah, in that the truth. And and folks, I'm not picking on anybody. Listen, I left churches a few years ago and moved to one down here, and and things of that nature. It happens sometimes. I've been a member of I think four churches and or five churches. The army moved me a lot too. Um, so I'm not picking on anybody who's had to leave a situation. I'm just saying that some people, when you use the word wander, it's not somebody who's leaving for cause and stuff. You're wandering, looking for something that sounds better to you, right? And isn't that what you're thinking here? That you're looking for something that fits your breed of thought more than what fits God. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and and we need to be careful with that, brethren. Probably, probably more than anything. I know what I've found out along the way in my Christian walk. Some of the best churches and some of the uh, best places I've ever been in, the doors I've darkened, some of the best people, the greatest people, people have said, whatever you do, don't go to that church. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm just, I, mean, I don't want to. 
And I don't mean this. It's just a reality that everybody has an opinion. And uh, the reality is that not people see these things, but I'll tell you, found in the depth of sticking it out, found in the depth of doing the right thing, found in the depth of being the right person, doing the right thing, being the right thing, found in those things when you stick it out, when you learn, when you grow, man, God does all work. And uh, when you allow friends to say, hey, you know, maybe, maybe you should add this to your life or take this out of your life. Listen, pray about it. Look at it. Work about it. I, I don't know, Dan. I mean, it's like being a biblical counselor. Sometimes you say something to people, and, man, they give you a look like you just stabbed a knife right through the middle of their heart. Did you ever get that look? Absolutely. Absolutely. And what you talked about with the the, the man wandering is uh, I heard some wise counsel uh, given one time from a pulpit, and that is don't move unless God's moving you. Um, I, I know in our world today, somebody will get a transfer in their job and they'll say, well, I'm going to take this transfer. I'm sure we can find a good church in that area. Yeah. Well, I've known some people that have taken those and they didn't find a good church in that area. And, and so, you know, you really have to find out is God in it? Uh, the, is God moving you or is it, uh, you're trusting in your own understanding? Yeah, and that's, uh, uh, and you know, as Christians, we're at a different level of all this stuff, too. You know, we, we want to operate the way we operated when we weren't saved. In many cases, mm -hmm. you know, in the Army, they used to say, your body has memory, your mind has memory. So we're constantly sharpening these things. We're constantly mm -hmm. redoing these things. So you automatically go back to what your memory tells you is the next step, because you got to do the right thing to win the battle, right? You got to, mm -hmm. but life isn't a life that's sanctified, a life that has the Holy Spirit of God, that's a little different. That's right. And we don't necessarily want that brain memory. We don't necessarily want that body memory. We want to be at a different level. And uh, there's room for us all at the cross. There's room for us to learn more. There's room for us to grow more. There's room for us. Some of the greatest learning I've ever done are from some of the uh, newest Christians, some of the greatest... Uh, things that have ever happened in my life are from people that I would have said 20 years ago, I don't even want to be around this loser, you know, <laughs> and, uh, or 30 years ago. So God does a work and his plans are not our plans. His That's ways right. are not our ways. They're higher than our ways. We, we just live it. You know, we started this whole thing out talking sometimes that we avoid things and isn't it funny how things come together and they almost kind of watch those things. And, you know, we avoid what a friend says to us. We, we hate wrath. We get angry at it. We want to strangle somebody, want to kill somebody, whatever the case may be. But peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? Uh, where am I at? Uh, let not your heart be believe troubled. In Neither let it be afraid. I was thinking the first verse, you believe in God, also believe in me. First time it says it in John 14. Sometimes my reading goes to another verse completely in the Bible, Dan. I got to warn you about that. Hey, we love you folks. This thing sure went by quick. Again, honored to have you come in and tune us in. Honored to have Dan with us. We hope your weekend is wonderful. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. May God bless you. If we can help you, help the Wounded Spirits Facebook page, uh, Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. And uh, hey, listen, we're that smile that only God can give you today. Listen to every word Eric has to tell you. May God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. 
It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.